Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The Challenge Mania Patreon is now live. Head to patreon.com slash challengemania or challengemaniapodcast.com to get the scoop on how you can get access to new bonus Challenge Mania content. Hey, oh, wait a minute. Does this mean Challenge Mania is going to cost money now? Cause... No. Challenge Mania is still 100% free. You'll still get two episodes every week with your favorite challenge stars, just like you do now. That will not change. Oh, so it's just bonus episodes, special Q&As, video content, and contests for patrons? Exactly. Got it. The Challenge Mania Patreon is 100% voluntary. By listening to the show, you're already doing enough. But if you're craving some more, want to score some exclusive goodies, or just want to show your appreciation for the show, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com is where you can go get it. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here for another edition of Challenge Mania. But it didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, the original mercenary, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? What up? What up? What up? Um, you didn't just come here for me and you. Came here for the mayhem going on in the Challenge universe. And uh, who we've got today is <laughs> right in the thick of it all. Uh, she's been on the last 11 seasons she's back again um so i'm glad i was able to have some sort of a rapport or we'll have some sort of a rapport with uh cara maria because um she's ready to go blast off she she hit us up she's ready to go off there's obviously there's obviously some stew there's obviously some stew brewing you know yeah some of you guys want to know why we went back to the car well so quickly and it's because she had more to say our first episode with her dwelled uh delved into her you know origin story her casting story her career retrospective if you will but uh we've had some some bombs get dropped on these last few vendettas she's got a lot of thoughts on them so we talk on those at length we get to a ton of your questions and uh we had her for a long time so what we did was we broke this up into two parts so today wednesday's episode is going to be a lot about um last night's vendettas the uh the mercenaries return obviously laurel in there and also a little bit of last week with the whole devon and john showdown we get into all that the stuff with Kaylee um, and then that bleeds into a larger conversation and we get to a ton of your questions that have no sort of bearing on any of that in Friday's episode so this is a two-parter part one today is going to be an hour of car Maria talking about Laurel yeah she's very candid about Laurel now uh, we got a ton of questions about her talking about the uh, the mercenaries and how she feels whether that's fair or not and then talking about Johnny and Devin and Tony and Kaylee and the fallout of these two huge big vendettas 
this episode. So that's what episode one is today. And episode two, I can't even tease that for you guys because that's dropping. Part two is dropping on Friday and it goes all over the place. So some of you guys who had some hilarious, some really deep, some really intimate questions, we get to all of them. That's going to be on Friday's episode. So two, a double dose of Cara Maria this week, folks. Um, the episode last night was a, was another good one. Derek and I we dive deep into it on our extra Patreon episode. That's some of the bonus content that we talk about that you're going to get over by being a patron at the Patreon site. Um, these long form interviews with the cast members are going to stay 100% free for you guys. And we thank the patrons for making that happen. And as a, a thank you to you guys, you know, when a big episode like last night happens, Dee and I are going to hop on the line and we're going to throw up some bonus content of us just kind of diving in and giving you an episode commentary. And that'll go up the same night as the episode. So kind of a quick turnaround. Um, I want to thank some of the patrons patrons we've gotten so far over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. Um, we can't thank you enough. You guys are amazing. So uh, Stephen Gallero, Ashley Victor, Christina Cianacci, um, Rebels Yell, I should say, Becca Hayes, Kendra Baxter, Stephanie Severino, Cindy McMillan, Adam Actis, Mariesa Nagasanti. Thank you guys. And we have way more than that that we'll get to at the end of this episode on Friday. And we're going to keep shouting you guys out as promised on the podcast. Uh, D, how awesome is it that we, we launched this Patreon last Friday? We've already got an awesome response um, to it. Not only do we have a ton of patrons, but just a lot of interest. A lot of people want to know what's up. What are you guys going to be offering? What is this bonus content? And, you know, it's cool to see that something like this, a change, if you will, a minor one in the Challenge Mania universe has been received so well, at least by the majority of the maniacs out there. Well, yeah, I can't really, I really can't believe how many names you just listed off. You know, uh, that's so, uh, about a, not even a quarter of them. I'll be honest with you. Holy cow. Yeah. I, I'm still amazed on how much people really like this product, I guess you can call it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we've had such a great response from the cast members and wanting to come on and understanding that this is a larger platform than just being on the show. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm happy that like everyone, uh, you know, in the challenge universe is sort of backing this up. And now we have people that are, you know, willing to be patrons and support us, um, because, you know, we've really been doing it just, you know, as a hobby pretty much. So I'm glad that it's finally gotten some recognition and people believe in us and people like the stuff that we're putting out, you know? It's, uh, it's a cross between a little bit of a comedy show, some dr uh, some drama, and uh, you know, let's get in the stew. I'm sick of people tired. I'm sick and sick of people calling this tea. You know, there's so much more in the stew than there is in tea. You know, well, you know who let's likes? Give, let's give them Cara. Let's you give know who Cara. likes stew is Cara. Guys, thank you guys so much. We'll keep the intro short for you because we have a double dosage of Cara Maria. We'll chat with you after the uh, part one of this episode. Um, Please remember, challengemania.shop is open, and there is free shipping for any order over $45 uh, through this next coming Monday, the 19th. So head over there. If you like our gear, uh, we'll shout you out if you show us a photo of you wearing it on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, as I always mention, at DerekMTV, at Shot of Jaeger. Uh, it's at MTV as well if you want to say hi to her. Thank you guys for the outpouring of questions. You'll hear a lot of them this episode, but you'll hear even more of them in part two. Um, Patreon is live, guys. That's patreon.com slash challengemania. Challengemania live New York City. That ticket info is coming at you probably by Friday. I'm not going to lie. So we're going to be announcing a venue very soon. Um, thank you guys for all the love and support there. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Um, and as always, guys, she's a great guest. So great that we brought her back two weeks, two weeks after we had her the first time. And I think this one's even better. So without further ado, D, Let's get in the stew, Scott. Come and go. Come and go. 
right, everybody. You guys were wondering why we went back to repeat guests so quickly. Like, Scott, D, you went through your Rolodex that quickly already. But the reason is, is this girl wants to talk to you guys again. She didn't think she got to enough of your questions the first time. And since she came on the last time, uh, shit has just gone down on Vendettas. And she has a lot to say about it. I called her the voice of reason. And we have that voice of reason here with us once again. Everybody's favorite, Miss Cara Maria. How are you? Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to be back to talk to you again. Thanks for having me. How are you? Awesome. I mean, we're great. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Thanks. Thanks for coming on again. Like this is this is the point of like Challenge Mania. This was the point of the podcast uh, many years ago. This is the point of it again is because obviously me and Cara see see this from a, a, a different perspective. Like there's a lot of stuff that's left unsaid. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're on this show. There's 30 cast members. You may get one quote out of the, you know, out of the whole episode, you may be on there twice that episode when in reality, so much has happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, with the podcast, we, we can sort of fill in those gaps. So I guess, um, Scott wanted to start off at the beginning of these episodes, but I was like, Scott, dude, listen, a lot happened last night. Let's just dive into it. So, um, yeah, you took my producer hat and just ripped it up and threw it on the ground, which I'm totally fine <laughs> with. So whatever you want to start with Cara, what's, what's the <laughs> freshest thing on your mind? Well, I, I do want to say, like, the last time I talked to you guys, like, it was a lot of catching up. It was a lot of, like, going back over some old things. And now I feel like I feel like I didn't, you know, the kind of questions at the end from everybody who is throwing questions at you guys, like, I didn't get to do enough of that. So I feel like definitely I want to address, like, I'm glad we had, you know, the background. We caught up. And now it's like, here's the here now. Here's the future. Let's talk about everything. So. Um, yeah, as far as, I mean, what's your, what's your question about well, last night? I think, like, I think what D was, I think what D was trying to set up and, you know, I think a good way to do this is since we've had two major vendettas episodes since we had you on last, yeah. um, since last night's is a little bit fresher in our mind and we got a lot of questions, uh, specifically about that one very recently. Um, why don't we do that? Then we'll move back to last week's episode and then we can just go off the wall with questions about everything. Um, but sure. I think what D was setting up was something that you got involved in, which is the question of whether it was fair that Brittany had to go up against Laurel. I think you and Laurel have a past that a lot of people want to know about where that stands and your opinion on her in general. We got a ton of questions. I'm not even going to pick one in particular. I'm just going to kind of tee up to talk about her. And then D, I think, got roped into this too because people are comparing his uh, elimination with Joss, whether the uh, the ruling of be, you know giving Nelson a draw when they obviously had to go 90 minutes yes. is fair and whether calling Brittany and Laurel a size discrepancy is fair when obviously Derek and Joss is one too. Nothing's fair. <laughs> we'll just put that out there. Nothing's fair. But what I what I was saying there was like just as far as an entertainment factor, and as far as I mean, Brittany, the whole idea of mercenaries isn't fair. That sucks. I hate going into elimination thinking you're going against one person, and then these people come fresh out of the gym or whatever they were doing at home. Well, you've been wasting away in the challenge world, and they come in, and then you know they they do what they got to do, which is take you out, and it's not their game. The thing is, is, and no offense, Derek, I love you, but this was not your game. This is our game. We're playing. You guys are coming from the outside, and whether you win or lose, it, yeah, bragging rights for you guys, but it affects our game and our chance at getting money. So the fact is, like, Brittany got screwed. Yeah, if she went against Cam, Cam's a big, strong girl. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to say one way or another because I never like to underestimate or overestimate anybody, but, you know, Brittany had to fight against Laurel, and that's that's honestly in something physical. 
a death sentence. Like, look at Laurel <laughs> in the lineup of of any dudes. She's like as big as Darrell. She's bigger than Johnny. Like, she's big. Like, she could. They could have put her against Nelson, and she probably would have taken him out. Like, maybe. You never know. You know. Um, so I'd have one, trouble against her. I, I'll, I'll be honest right now. I mean, I think it would have taken me a while to beat her. Um, but she she would have given me a run for my money. I would have been scared. I would have been like, fuck, I got to go against her. I better pull something out based on hopefully I have 30 pounds on her. I'm hoping to have 30 pounds. You, on her. I don't even know you if that's can't. a fact. The, the thing is with you and Joss, number one, totally uncool that they made you guys go till the death till, you know, Joss's bicep has fallen off. Your eyes split open. Like they made you guys go to the death after Joss fought tooth and nail to stay till he was delirious. You know what I mean? And delirious. And and then they, the and then they let they let Nelson, who is a fighter, like he's a scrappy fighter. I will take nothing away from him. That guy performs in eliminations. He does work. Like he he's put in a crappy situation. He doesn't have, you know, the best of luck or the best of alliances, and he does work. That's that's what he has to do, and he does it. Um, but they let it only go 10 rounds, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you, you guys are both trying really hard. We'll still made it. And then the thing that I was upset about and that I brought up was Brittany's only hope, just physics. Let's look at physics. She couldn't have outsmarted him. You versus Joss, you never exactly pulled Joss out of the ring. But you held on like a like a damn bulldog holding on to a, a toy. You held on until Joss had a lapse in judgment where he didn't realize you guys were both not out of the ring. You you kept your brain with you and you took it and ran. You I never actually... call, I, I, Car, I prefer to I prefer to call it uh, taking his willpower from him. Sure. But whatever it is. Yes, you beat him realistically on paper, physically. He should have beat you. And he did pull you out, you know what I mean? But you sure. were smart and you held on where you could in a game that as long as you held on forever, which is, and I can't believe your forearms didn't just literally fall off your body from that. Cause I know two rounds of that is insane, but you were smart and you were able to do it in that game in that moment. The well, he got is, worn is, down. He got worn down. He got worn down. Well, yeah. And mentally and he, didn't like, want to hit just, the floor again. Right. But then, you know, a reverse tug of war thing, and I know people are bringing up the me beating Naya, but first of all, I never went in like, oh, I'm going to destroy everybody. I'm going to kill this elimination. I'm going to send everybody home because I never talk like that. Second of all, when I beat Naya, I didn't brag about it forever, and I still don't brag about it. I am humbled to have gone against someone who was supposed to beat me, and the only reason that I won that is because they didn't time it out and there wasn't the ropes that they had given, you know, the ropes and the padding to the people who did the same elimination after me. It's because I was able to dig myself down and I just decided I was not going to quit. And we were both our, our, the circulation to our shoulders, our arms were going to fall off from that. Like I couldn't use, I couldn't pick up my hand after that elimination because my shoulder circulation was cut off and I just dug deep and in that particular elimination and was able to win because Naya finally was like, I'm over this and rolled over. So I dragged her to the bell because she, she was, she, she gave up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you so, call that? What do you call that? No, lapse in judgment? No, my body's beat to shit. I can't fucking do right. this anymore. But there's no way that I was able, that I would have been able to pull her if, if that didn't happen. Like it was just who, it was just a, it was just who was going to last the longest. Sure. You know, sure. and so That's the I, game. So, but the thing is, is this reverse tug of war thing, the same thing, Laurel wasn't going to quit and Brittany was not going to be able to pull Laurel like 
it's just physics. It's in this particular elimination that wasn't going to happen. So the only chance that Brittany had was to hold, to hold her sure. her ground and hope for a stalemate in ten rounds, and that and she did. And so what I wanted to do in in saying that was like first of all. I, I just wanted to make sure that nobody could just, like, make fun of Brittany. Like, oh, Brittany, you got taken out. Like, I want to give the girl some credit. Like, she held. And I wanted to say, like, it didn't just go one round like they showed. She held for numerous rounds. Ashley tweeted the same thing about Cam. Ashley held her own for a few rounds. It wasn't just one and done, you know? Sure. Yeah, it's and interesting. So that's what I wanted chose, to bring out about yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting they chose to tell, and you know, we talk about this being a sport, and I've had some people on Twitter who point out, hey, in a sport, you show it how it happens, whereas yeah. this is television, and you have a narrative, and, right. and look, if the right. end if the end of the narrative is supposed to be, you know, Nelson hung tough and he's going back in the house, yeah. and that, you know, Cam is a badass, uh, so maybe yeah. we cut that one a little short, and that Laurel, again, is a badass, um, that's yep. what they're going to make it look like, and having it kind of 50-50 is what they call it in the in the wrestling world. It's like, you know, everybody comes out looking pretty good. That doesn't necessarily, I don't know, that doesn't really sell the next season too well. If everybody right. looks pretty good and pretty even, you want to have your monster Laurel. You want to have Brittany who got screwed, you know? It's frustrating, you know, because Brittany, Brittany did the best she could do, and I wanted to make sure that she was given credit. Like, the girl held, but she wasn't allowed to have a stalemate. Like, they literally told her. I was like, Brittany, you're not going to be able to drag Laurel. Like, you're not going to be able to get a lapse in judgment where she screws up and, you know, you're going to be able to run to the bell. Like, that's realistically not going to happen. I was like, the best thing you could do is hold on and, and weather the storm and just prevent her from scoring. And then it was to the point where TJ was like, well, you can't, there, there'll be no stalemates, girls. There will be no stalemates. Somebody has to move. Somebody has to do something. And, and Brittany's like, well, what the sh- what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm yeah. like? What can yeah. Brittany do? So I've, at that point, she was like, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And, and Laurel found a way to, to score. Laurel <clears throat> tried a bunch of different tactics, and she got it in the end. You know, she's strong. She's smart. And nothing's stopping her. Well, but, in the— but in the look, in, so so maybe it's not a sport. Maybe it is sports entertainment because we talk about this being a sport. I mean, there's an aspect of sport to this. It's not um, a sport because in sports <laughs> you train your entire life for it. You know what you're doing. You know the team you're competing with. You know exactly what you have to do, whether it's the Olympics or it's a regular game. So it's not a sport. It's it's we're gonna come up with something completely random, and you're gonna have to do it right the first time. So it's harder than a sport. Because if I was training at one thing my entire life and was really freaking awesome at it and knew exactly what to expect the next day, I'd be a, a you know monster. But we Touché. never know what we're going to do. One day could be your strength. The next day could be your weakness. And you just have to do it right the first time. That's if any, it. If anybody's playing Touché. the drinking game, if anybody's playing the drinking game where they take a shot every time we bring up the challenge being a sport thing, please settle down because uh, you're probably going to be uh, pretty messed up by the 15-minute mark yeah. here. <laughs> I don't believe it's a sport. Yeah. It's, 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 it's on harder another level. It is. You've got to be good at everything. You yeah. can't just be good at one thing. And you've got to be good be, at it right then and there. Yeah, and not having any idea what you're doing the next day, but you have to show up. They're going to show you what you have to do, and you have to be the best at it that day of something that you've never done before. Well, Good it would luck. sort of be like if you showed up at your CrossFit gym one day and your best friend had locked you out and threw your shit everywhere. 
Like that would be the only way to train for this. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm saying like there's a there's a mental and social component to this stuff too. It's not all physical. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you showed up, you could train every day, but that day you go to get your last training session in and your suitcase and a mattress are outside the gym and you're locked out. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean. This is and, where we're we're going with this. No, Do you no, quit? no. That, See, he's saying he's saying he's saying okay. So your shit gets thrown out. Do you quit and not do the wad? No. And that's the thing too, like back to, back to (laughs) Kaylee, just as a side note, back to Kaylee. Um, I've had my share of people do things that made me feel some type of way for sure. And broke me down to nothing. But at the end of the day, I will, and it's her choice that she chose to leave. That's her choice. Um, I'm a different person where you could break me down until I feel like crap and I'm bawling my eyes out on the floor, but I'm not going to leave. I'll, I'll move. I would have, if that was me, I probably would have moved my mattress to the bathroom and slept in the bathroom and still competed. Like nobody is going to, going to do that to me, like, and make me leave. Cause then they win. And I'm sorry for jumping the gun with that dumb joke because we want to get to the Kaylee thing completely separately. Yeah. I guess the I guess the better analogy would have been like if you show up for the um, for the figure skating competition in the Olympics and instead of going against Tanya Harding, they're like, surprise, you're going against Laurel. You know, so those little twists and stuff yeah. like that. That's why this yeah. isn't a sport. Surprise, you're you're not actually figure skating. We're gonna throw a bouncy gym and wrap you in saran wrap and then have you swing from one thing to the other while in lube and flippers. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> that would be the challenge. You mentioned you're not a real big fan of the of the mercenary twist. I hate it. I just and and I personally myself would never want to come in as a mercenary because I feel like I would be coming in to a game that's not mine to take something away from someone that that is invested and is is working hard and is doing things. Like I just personally would feel I couldn't I couldn't have the fire. You know, it would just be bragging rights and then it would be taking something away from someone. And I couldn't do that. That's why that's why I didn't want to go against Shane is because I saw him and I was like, oh, man, I really don't want to do that to you. But then on the flip side, you know, I got something to show my kid. My my kid will be his kids 10 years late. I mean, well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's badass. I personally myself just I think I'm too nice to do it. Okay, (laughs) And then but on the the flip side, Cara, but on the flip side, okay. Mm-hmm. These people getting eliminated from the game. How does that help the other people that are still in the game? Like, does that true? Help? Actually, yes, yes, true. So it it may be unlucky for the people that um, you go against, but you're and, helping your friends that are still in the game. That's true. I, I mean, I mean, I literally, literally looking back at it, looking back at it. I mean, dude, I fucking essentially w- jumped on a grenade and dismantled yeah, my body you did. for. You know, for a few different <laughs> things. You know what I mean, dude. The guys, the guys should toss you a few bucks for that one. You definitely did some. I don't think that. I, I'm not sure how else they anybody could have sent Joss home. He, <laughs> He's he, an he animal. He would have been a tough out. He would have been a tough out. And uh, he is. you know, we'll see. So I mean, now you got people out of the game. So it's 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 fairly True. for everyone else. So at, in the spirit of the game, luck is a big factor and sometimes you're gonna you you just have to deal with the cards that you're dealt and the thing is is like I guess the thing is is whenever anybody meets me this is just a side note when people meet me they're like oh my god you're so tiny like people assume I'm a lot bigger on tv and I just want to be like yo physics like I appreciate people having the faith in me to think that I can beat someone but I'm like just just like physics I'm gonna do my best but I mean I guess I'm just too much of a realist I don't talk big 
about my game when a lot of people do. I want to sort of put the Laurel thing to rest. Like, she's a Division One athlete. She's been playing sports her yeah. entire life. Okay. Oh, um, I, but just but you can't take like the thing is is I don't know what kind of tangent she went off on that or what she interpreted of me just trying to make sure that Brittany got credit for working her butt off and just not getting the same benefit as you know Nelson with the stalemate like she wasn't allowed that that's all I want to put on it I'm not taking anything nobody can take anything from Laurel she's an animal I don't care if we get along we did we hate each other whatever she's a beast in eliminations and yeah her size definitely helps but I mean duh (laughs) you know well I just I think I think she's trying to you know make her stake in the game you know I think she's she's still trying you know like any athlete would you know I I, people want to say you know, I, I'm the, I'm the best. I want to take out the she best. She is play against the, the best. best. And, you and know? people are like, Oh, well, you know, don't look at size. Camilla beat her. Yeah. Camilla beat her, but she didn't have to put her hands on her. Camilla and nothing to take away. That elimination was mental. That is so hard with the rope. And especially Camilla being tiny and having to pull that rope through everything. She was still at a disadvantage, but Laurel didn't get to put her hands on her at that point. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's a, it, you, you never know. You, you, you don't, you don't know. You don't know. You don't and, know. And, and, no. And, and well, yeah, exactly. And, but at the and, same time, Eric, Derek, if I sent home, and the only person I could bring up is Jasmine because she's she's basically like the you know smaller than me. She's like the only person I can think of that's smaller than me. If I sent Jasmine home in something physical, I'm not gonna brag about it and be like, oh, I'm an animal. I'm coming in. I'm a beast. I'm gonna destroy everybody and crush their dreams and eat their souls for breakfast. Like I'll be like, you know, I'd be like Jasmine. Put you know. If I beat her, I'd be like, you know, I'm humble to go against somebody who did their best and gave all their heart, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Like, give credit where it's due. You can only do the best with what you have, with what body you're given and what cards you're dealt. Yeah. And I just and don't, like, she's just, like, she is just such an awful human. I, I hate her. All right. Well, there. That, I guess that answers because we got. I mean, at, at a certain point, guys, it seemed like one out of every four questions we got was about Laurel. And I'll give you guys credit. You guys had creative ways of rephrasing it. And then one out of every like ten would be like, "Hey, Cara, don't answer any of these Laurel questions. You're better than that." And oh, I didn't you, even. I'll give you one more Laurel question. The one I keep getting. Everybody's coming at me and like, "How can you let Nicole ruin your friendship? It's all about Nicole." Newsflash to people that don't know literally anything about anything. Laurel was awful to me on Fresh Meat. She walked around like she was like the queen of the universe and everybody else was like, you know, dirt beneath her feet. Why are we even competing with her? We are not on the same level as her. Cutthroat, she made that very well known on my next season with her. I'm varsity. You're JV. You know, who are you? Like, how can you even compete next to me? Rivals, we were paired next to each other because we had to. And yes, she defended me when Wes was pouring soda on my head, telling me he hopes my horse dies. Jen was making fun of me. Paula was making fun of me. And Tyler was making fun of me. Yeah, she had my back because we were rivals and her doing well depended on me doing well. Fast forward. The next show we do together, Free Agents. She was rooting for the other person to beat me. She was still trying to, like, make me feel like crap, trying to flaunt friendships with other people in my face, trying to be like, I'm better. It's just like, at that point, I'm like, why are you just so nasty? Like, what is your problem with me? Like, whenever I develop any sort of confidence or find any sort of my own, she tries to crap on me. Fast forward. What other season do we go together? We were not friends. Our friendship ended when I finally stomped the life out of it before we knew Nicole even existed. We were not friends before we knew Nicole. 
We go into Invasion of the Champions, not friends, due to something that happened outside of the show, due to the way that she was talking to me and treating me, and I was over it, and I said, I'm done. We almost got arrested on the airport on the way to Invasion because she freaked out on me and started screaming at me in front of everybody like a mental case, and we almost got arrested in some, like, Dubai airport or something. So we were not (laughs) friends before we even met Nicole, and we have not been friends since. And any one of my friends in Montana who has met her when she was friends with me has been like, how, how, how are you friends with this person? How would you let her talk to you like that? The way that she would talk to me in front of my friends was just on a different level. Like you don't talk to people like that. All she did was talk down on me and like, and, and dig, dig at me and make all these side comments and digs and try to cut me down. And it's like, I'm not going to be treated like that. A friend does not treat anybody like that. And I'm not going to have this friendship anymore. Done. But, but you guys lived together. But at some point you guys did like each other, right? We did. Like the, the thing is, is she, when she was kind and good, she had her moments of being above and beyond what you can ask a friend to be. The same thing is when I was in a relationship with Abram, he had his moments where he was above and beyond that no one could compare to there shouldn't be the lows that equal the highs. You know what I mean? Like none of my friends treat me the way that she's treated me. They haven't been there for me the way that she was there for me in moments that I needed her, but they also haven't been to the lows that she did when she was with me as well. So yeah, we had our good times and I appreciate those. And out of respect to the good times that we did have after immediately when I got off of this season of vendettas, I sent her an email Because, you know, you saw the previews of me kissing Nicole out of a bar. And out of respect to our past, I reached out to her, even though we hadn't even talked. Coming since Invasion, we hadn't even spoken. I messaged her, and I was like, look, out of respect to what we had in the past, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, there was no intent to hurt you. Like, this was just, you know, a drunken lapse in judgment. There's no feelings on either end of me or Nicole. It was a mistake. And I wanted to say, like, I'm sorry. Like, I still care about what we had in the past, and I still appreciate that, and I'm thankful for that, and I hope you're well. And instead of coming at me and saying, you know, that's cool, like, I appreciate the olive branch, I still hate you, but whatever, you know what I mean? She came at me and was like, you know, anytime you talk to me, you make me miserable, like, you know, you drive me crazy, I fucking hate you. Like, it was just an awful, awful, awful email back after I tried to reach out and say, like, yo, sorry. So it is what it is. I think that's more candid than anyone could have hoped for. And I know we didn't get to everybody's individual questions on Laurel, but I think that's a good, that should cover it. And uh, we can move on from her specifically and hopefully not touch on her again. But I just want to ask when it comes to the mercenary twist, which obviously just being someone on the other side of it, who doesn't, you know, feel like it's fair when you guys are in the house, I always love to get your opinions on how, what the feeling was. And you guys obviously talk about these things to death, but they never show them because it would give away the twist. When you guys had the, first batch of mercenaries with Derek. Did you guys feel like there was going to be four more? Um, yes. How quickly you did, right? Were you guys figuring? We're like, we thought CT was coming. We're like, we're like CT and Emily Schroem are coming. We're like, we don't, we're like, nobody wants to go into elimination. We're like, we're going to die. When he announced it was a double elimination, were you guys doing the math and being like, oh, what, what happened the last time there was a double elimination? Yes. I mean, yeah. we, we pretty much at this point just go into these things, assuming the worst. Yeah. <laughs> And you have no idea, like you have no idea what's around the corner. Like it's, it's, it's a right. full out anxiety attack the whole fucking yes. time. I don't know if you feel like that too, but like when you have no, back in the day, 
you kind the rules were kind of clear cut. You knew the rules. Yeah. There weren't all these twists and turns. You can manipulate the game and um, play chess this, with the players that you have uh, for the long run. You can set up for the long run. Here you are setting I'm up dying day for by a duel, day. Derek. This is why I'm dying for a duel because I feel like in the challenge, this is the only way. I mean, this would just this would cause all the drama. Anything you ever want to see in a challenge would be if we did a duel again. Because number one, the only reason you're safe is if you win. So you try to win. And then if you lose, if if you were in the, the losing bracket or whatever, and you were that one person that has to go in, I would hate to have to call anybody out to go against. I just don't like doing that. I like letting the fate happen and give me whatever it will in whatever it will. But I like the fact that you'd be forced to call out a name, you know, like that's bad. So it's not like somebody else is in control of your fate and people can try to weasel their way out or use politics. It's like, if you're going in, you're going to have to take someone with you. I think that's bad. I like it, but there's still going to be twists and turns. They're not going to just let you, they're just not, not just going to let everyone know. You know what I mean? They're, I just don't think that it's going to be clear. Oh, yeah, cut. No, they're going to, they're going to, nothing's going to be clear cut. Like yeah. the one thing that you know, for sure in a challenge is that you don't know anything. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Josh you asked never know uh, anything. what format you would love the final reckoning to be since we don't know. Duel. All we know is the title. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, that, and, and, and that would be, that would be because for all the reasons you just said, and that would be an individual, not teams or pairs or anything like that. It would be individual. It would be epic. Um, Duel because of what it brings to the show with people choosing who they want to go against and whatnot and what that causes in the house. But also, um, I, I wish, and I do miss, um, I miss pairs. I miss having one person, whether you like them or not, but one person that, you know, has your back because it's in their best interest for sure. So that's, I miss that. I don't, I'm assuming, you know, and one thing you know is that you don't know anything, but I'm assuming that when they posted about the final reckoning, I'm just assuming it's the same as it's been. It's going to be, it's going to be dirty 30. It's going to be, you know, vendettas. It's just going to be the same thing again. Everybody's individual. Maybe they will be partners. Maybe they will be in teams and, you know, there'll be mercenaries and, you know, then this changes everything. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of that, but, uh, it's, it's yeah, funny you I, mentioned I miss a teammate. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because Dela uh, asked on Twitter if you could pair up with anyone for the next challenge, boy or girl, pick one of each. Who would it be? Oh gosh, do you, why don't I just list who the best overall players are and everything? <laughs> well, I mean, would it, would, but would it would it simply come down to that, or is there a little bit of no. like how fun would it be to talk to this guy on top of a mountain when we're staying overnight? You know? No, I want I want the best all around. Like I I, I want to be paired with. Yeah, but you know um, who the best all around might be. We just talked about her, so maybe not her, right? Oh. <laughs> right? No, you know what? Hell, I'll still take her <laughs> because I would still be partnered with her because she's that good of a player, because she's good at she's Laurel is good at puzzles. She's good at strategy. She's good at the weird challenges. She's good at anything requiring strength. Like she's overall good at everything the only thing laurel might not be good at is the being nice to fellow humans challenge (laughs) yeah what if that what if that was just like you just have to go like chaperone like a field trip and just take a bunch of kids to six flags like she'd just be not good at that i would eliminate myself (laughs) dude uh, uh, she's beaten me at stuff before dude i'm fucking like it's she's unbelievable she's She's good at everything I, i would never take that away from her size or no size she's good at everything 
Yeah. Does the does the fact that they edit out, you know, because you know, you guys, I've heard a lot of you guys mention that you when you're in the house, a you're bored, b they're throwing twists at you left and right. So you guys are yeah. spending a lot of your time theorizing what could be the next twist, what could be the next format, you know, who could be the next cameo, and they cut it all out, obviously, to make the surprises better, but also not to show how much you guys probably do properly predict this stuff. Do you guys we feel speculate everything? Right. Like, do you feel like it's a good thing that they cut it out because you guys are wrong a lot, or do you wish like one day they would just throw it in there that, hey, on day two, you totally called that they bring these people back or that the, the champs would be there the whole time or whatever? I mean, I literally on Dirty 30, my first interview, I was like, I know Darrell's still here. I know that they're keeping Darrell somewhere and that he's going to come back. I'm going to see Darrell again. Like, I call that. And they didn't show it, which is fine. There's other things they can show. That I, I mean, there's really... only 30 other storylines. But... Yeah, I don't care. But I definitely did. Pre- we we. But the thing is, is like you throw you, you throw it all the you, the bread in your basket in the pond and hope one fish bites. You know, like. I mean, my favorite was on the invasion of the champs where they tried to get us as an audience to believe that you had these 20 people, none of which were like household names on the show, who thought that it was going to be all of them and Shane that made up this entire season. And then when the Zacks and the CTs and all you guys come in and it's like the looks on their face of horror and shock when then we find out after the fact, obviously from day one, they were talking about that every hour on the hour. But it didn't. But at the end of the day, the the faces of horror and shock melted away real quick when TJ was like, "Yeah, but you don't have to face them in elimination." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." So we just keep playing the same game we've been playing this whole time, and they can uh, pick themselves off. Great. <laughs> yeah, the the speculation obviously doesn't stop. Like, obviously, like everyone's yeah. always speculating and guessing and wondering, and and yeah, maybe. Um, maybe someone does get the clue, right. You know, or it gets close to it, you know, but it, it's a never exactly the way you think, you know what I mean? Like who oh, would have yeah, thought, they, Oh, invasion of champions no is not going to be champions versus rookies. It's champions versus champions. Rookies yeah. versus rookies. Let's uh, let's move on from uh, last night's episode to last week's episode, but I want to use as a bridge to that the uh, the challenge that um, you were put in the inferior position there because Devin won the right to pick teams after beating Bananas, and I want to get to that. But how validating <laughs> was it for you to to not come in last on a challenge that was stacked against your favor, and you actually only had four people going against two teams of five, and you guys still pulled it out, and you were very vocal, and uh, your leadership qualities stood out in that challenge, I must say. Well, as far as the challenge last night, um, number one, Devin had been saying, and they completely edited it out, but like Devin, as soon as TJ told him the grenades, because I was the last one left, Devin was like, oh, who, who protected Johnny basically, or voted against him. He's like, I'm, I'm tying car up. I'm 100% tying car. The car is getting the grenade no matter what. So then me and Devin had to have this whole long talk, which was also edited out like <laughs> about like, please, you know, don't use the grenade on me. And then he technically still used the grenade on me. Um, by There's putting so me much on that backstabbing team. in this game, Carl. I, I yeah, no. <laughs> Um, he should have tied your legs together. I said that on our, our, our bonus show last night on the oh Patreon is that, you know, obviously, I mean, just imagine, I mean, the key role that you played in that you were not, yeah. not tw- you're, you're a team of four. So technically you're 25% of the team, but I'd argue you were about 45% of that effort you guys put out there. And if your legs were tied together, you guys definitely yeah. come in last. So I'm, I'm so thankful that I got to play. That's the thing. Like that would have sucked. I would have probably had to like been there. We wouldn't have been able to, we wouldn't be able to do it. I'm just, I'm so thankful I got to play. Like that's the worst thing in the world is if you, is if somebody, 
handicaps you in a way that you can't even play, which would suck. So yeah, I was put on a, on a grenade team, but I was still given the chance. Like we were set up to lose, but I was still able to just do the absolute best I could to make sure that that didn't happen. And me and Kyle ran our hearts out because I didn't want to have to put in, I didn't want to have to pick between Leroy or Kyle. Like we, I think went harder than we ever could just because of who was in our team. It was like a family, like us four cared about each other. So that's why we went as hard as we did. Let's talk about uh, last week's episode and everything that was, which you were, you know, you're very vocal, I think, about the, the whole bullying aspect of it and the Kaylee situation. Um, so we want to talk about that, Devin's involvement in that. We got a chance to talk to him about that. He was very unapologetic. <laughs> he let mm-hmm. us know that <laughs> there was a side to Kaylee that we didn't get because obviously we weren't there and we got the 44-minute version of it and we got the character they wanted to display for Kaylee and right. the narrative they drew up. Do you agree with him that there was more to her and that she had done more to maybe not deserve that per se, but um, deserve a little bit more flack than she got given the edit she got? I don't disagree with Devin because his his view of her and his interaction with her is different than mine was with her. So I don't know where Devin's getting all of his, you know, hate or whatever, whatever issues he has from Kaylee. I don't know where they're from or what they are even. I just know my personal interaction with Kaylee. I never had a problem with her. I never had a problem with her. She was always sweet. She was low key. Um, she got kicked out of, or she didn't. She didn't get kicked out of her room. She was basically the room downstairs, downstairs with Natalie, Melissa, and everybody. Everybody's getting kicked off or picked out, so they closed the room down. Oh. So Kaylee was brought upstairs with Marie. Um, Sylvia, I don't know if Sylvia was still there, Cam and Kaylee. So Kaylee, I mean, Kayla, Kaylee was in the room with them, the dolphin room. Um, and then she left that room. I believe they showed the scene where um, Cam was, you know, being like, you know, protect all my girls, whatever. And they were having that night there. I don't know that night that they had. I don't know. And so Kaylee said, She's like, look, I can't be in this room anymore. This is the information Kaylee gave to me. She said, they're very catty. Um, She's like, and I don't want to be in that room. All they do is talk about you and trying to get rid of you and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. So she was just feeding me, you know, information that was that she had gotten in that room and she wasn't happy there. So we're like, well, you can absolutely room with us. She roomed with us for a couple nights. We had girl nights. We were chatting like. Nobody had a problem with her. Brittany didn't have a problem with her. Jemmy didn't have a problem with her. Natalie didn't have a problem with her. Until we found out that apparently um, Johnny and Kaylee had made out. Like, I honestly, truly don't know anything. All I know is there was, like, a kiss on the way out of the bathroom. That's what I was told, and so I believed what I was told. That's it. So I was like, that happened at the very beginning when everybody first came to the house. And I'm like, so who cares? I'm like, just tell, tell Natalie, you know, that there was a kiss. Big deal. And, you know, you're with Nelson now, basically. So who, there's no problem, right? And beknownst to me, Kayla, I guess, was getting all mad that Kaylee was giving us information about what the girls were saying downstairs and trying to get rid of us and whatnot. So that's why she hated Kaylee. I don't know what more there is to it. Um, the thing is, is Jemmy and Brittany, and I love them both, had no reason for their hatred towards her. Like Kaylee didn't do anything to Jemmy or Brittany. If the whole thing is Natalie is uncomfortable with Kaylee being in our room, then I was like, okay, well I really like Kaylee, but I will talk to her, let her know, you know, like 
I told Natalie, I'm like, Natalie, if you're uncomfortable, this is your room first. I'll tell Kaylee and she'll have to find a new place to go. But like as a human, you know, and I, I don't understand that none of that was called for. Her stuff did get broken. Like she's, you know, she's got expensive makeup, her hair iron, like shit got broken. It wasn't a prank. It wasn't funny. It was meant for her to feel a certain way. And when you have a ton of people in your face saying, no one likes you, no one wants you here. Everybody hates you. I have a sensitive spot to that because that's been done to me before and seeing it being done to someone else. It just like, it gets to my heart because nobody should be made to feel like that. Yeah, Carla Carla has a kind of compares it to stuff that's gone through with you. She says, uh, being that you've dealt with bullying in the challenge, how did you feel about what happened to Kaylee? With that, which I think you answered, but she said, Were you glad the bullies got called out? Some fans say worse has happened to you. What are your thoughts on it? I'm I'm just the the main thing to take away from this is this is a new generation. People are held to a different standard. People are now held accountable because of social media. And I think it's a good thing. I think that, yes, worst, horrible things have happened. Johnny, the way that he used to treat Evelyn, um, the way that I was treated, absolutely. Like, people have been put through way worse in the past. But social media didn't exist. The accountability didn't exist. And it does now. And I think that that's a step in the right direction. So, yeah, it's better late than never. So I'm glad that that people are made to look at their actions and you know, hopefully change or learn something from it. Yeah. People I think are putting the fact that TJ um, gave his little PSA as they're calling it about bullying. And you got the tag at the end of the episode um, for this. And now we're like retroactively going back and saying, well, then why didn't you say that for this and this and this and this? And I think what you say holds true is that, you know, 2018, we're in a different place in society. Yeah. Uh, there's so many other things in play when it comes to cyberbullying and, and, you know, social media and holding, you know, the network and the show accountable that anything that you know doesn't pass the smell test and on the surface looks like bullying now that's going to get put through this you know evaluation process whereas before i think a lot of it was chalked up to like well it's the wacky world of reality tv that's what you signed up for and now we have to you know we can't we can't have that distinction because people are watching these things take place they're watching people get ganged up on and whether whether or not that kaylee or whoever is is you know being targeted quote unquote deserves it because of stuff we're not seeing or whether they don't deserve it and they're just signed up for a reality show where people get their stuff thrown in the pool like it doesn't matter because somebody watching that at home needs to be told that they can't do that to the kid in their class or they can't do that to the kid who's annoying them on twitter or whatever and that's why i think now the show itself and tj is speaking on behalf of the show are speaking up in every instance now so you're going to hear a lot of that and don't go back and say hey in 2004 right exactly don't say you know don't say in 2008 Cara had it worse because she did have it worse and unfortunately they didn't have the foresight to know that this is something we need to get in front of but luckily they have at this point women couldn't vote back in the day black people and white people had to sit in different areas of a bus back in the day you know you can't be like well why didn't they do what they do now it's because we're learning we're becoming better and we're holding ourselves accountable and social media it's got its good things and its bad things and its good thing is it's it's really going to show you who you are and you know you're going to have to be held responsible for it and then oh and then people are like well how can you talk so big for Kaylee when you put Jordan stuff in the pool and back to that there's a difference between <laughs> having multiple women or multiple people gang up on one person and be like you're worthless nobody likes you everybody hates you like go home like you can't sit with us that is mean crap. Me and Jordan is a one-on-one thing. What I did, 
I'm not, and I'm not apologizing for what I did to Jordan and then trying to justify it later. Like I'm flat out saying it was petty as hell. Not right. Probably shouldn't have done it. I don't regret it because I hated him because me and him had our own issues going into dirty 30. Um, that like he, he just was pick, you know, girls will hide and they won't say anything after the fact, but every girl in the house and anytime I was in a group was like, except for, you know, his favorites, Tori, uh, Jenna and Kayla, but all the other girls, he was like picking on them and cutting them apart and making them feel like crap and digging at them telling him, why are you speaking? Shut up. Like you shouldn't talk dumb, dumb, like constantly just like awful, awful human to the girls in the house that he did not, were not his favorites, especially me. And so at the end of the day, when, when I have him saying you, you know, I look like a man, nobody, nobody again with the, nobody wants to run with you. Nobody likes you, whatever the heck he was saying to me to try to dig me and make me feel less than I got angry. I got petty. And I went, and I know our Under Armour stuff floats. Everybody who has ever been on the show knows the Under Armour stuff floats. None of his stuff was going to get ruined. If I wanted to be mean, I could have put his ostrich leather bag in the pool. But I was not going to ruin his things. I was just petty and stupid. And I hated him. And it was just me and him. I did not bully Jordan. Jordan did not feel bullied. We were having an argument. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Yeah, we, <laughs> just like with uh, the other uh, woman we spoke about earlier, we got a ton of questions about Jordan uh, that ranged from, you know, why did you let him treat you like that? Why did you treat him like that? Is the situation about throwing the luggage in the pool the same as what happened to Kaylee? I think you just touched on all of it. So yep. we're not going <laughs> to dive back into the, into yep. the Jordan pool, pun intended. Um, but let's get to, okay, so, you know, we've talked at length as, as have you on Twitter in general, uh, I've given you a lot of credit for being the voice of reason here when it comes to the Kaylee thing, because, you know, you've heard a lot of people say, take accountability, but also with that caveat of like, you know, and you weren't involved. So I think it's a little bit easier, but with that caveat of like, you know, but, oh, we're just doing this or, but you don't know this. And you were kind of just saying, Hey, just on a certain level, that's not cool to do to people. Um, and I, and, and that's what I like about the way that you handled it. And that's especially in the episode as well. I thought that that voice of reason was very necessary because the other parties involved, I think, have a little bit of an agenda. They need to kind of stick up for themselves and their reputation. I do like the way Brittany handled it after the fact. But um, but so let's let's move on from that and talk about that situation from Devin's strategic perspective, which we got his side of it. The whole inciting incident was started based on sort of a desperate move on his part. He goes and tells Nelson about the Johnny and Kaylee thing, which, of course, sets off the whole mean girls bullying scenario, but also Mm -hmm. sets off what leads to him and Johnny in this legendary elimination and this, you know, coming to a head in this main event, if you will. Do you consider him responsible or do you put any blame on him for what the the mean girls, quote unquote, ended up doing? Because we got a lot of people when we announced we're having Devin on Challenge Mania. We got people said we're not listening. Did did he take... Did he from a storyline standpoint, from a storyline standpoint, did, did he take Kaylee's luggage and throw it over the balcony? Did not. Did he get in her face and say, no one likes you. Everybody hates you. You can't sit with us. 
No, he didn't. Everybody's responsible for their own actions. You can have Johnny planting seeds all day, but you don't have to listen to him. You're responsible for your own actions. That's it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's sort of, you know, I do think that his unapologetic views of it on the podcast might have been a little blunt for people. I don't know that he, uh, you know, anybody who went into it kind of blaming him for it. I think they probably still continue to do so. But I'm with you that the way that they handled it is sort of on them and him from a social standpoint. The only thing I think you could blame him of is hanging on to information that apparently, you know, involved his friend and the girl he was talking to hanging on to mm-hmm. that and waiting to use it in a socially beneficial situation from a game standpoint and not just telling your buddy like hey saw your girlfriend making out with bananas the other day like i would be so pissed if my boy was like but dude i was waiting for it to come into play elimination wise you know but that was before who even care i don't even know why it's even a thing because Kaylee and johnny like kissed before kaylee and nelson ever started canoodling i could be i'm everything goes over my head and i'm totally out of the loop when it comes to anything going on in the house because i'm completely I don't have any idea what's ever going on, but as far as I personally know, it happened at the very like first couple of days. It's like the Marie and Kyle kiss, like except Marie and Kyle went way more into it. Like, I, like it was as far as I know, it was just like a little peck on the way out of bathroom. Maybe more could have happened. I have no idea. I don't care <laughs> really, but, but it, it would worked. happen before Nelson and Kaylee even were a thing. But, so. it, but, but it worked and it, and it sounds a little, it, it sounds a little, it sounds a little like something Johnny did back in the day. It does quite does sound like something Johnny did, but Johnny and me were not friends. So he was, you know, holding on to his where he needed to. We're talking about when he blew up my spot on bloodlines. <laughs> yeah. So how does how does one forgive someone for for something like that? And to, you know, see how close you guys it looks like you guys have become kind of well, close. Me and Johnny were not friends when it happened. And at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm responsible for my own actions. So whether he told Abram or not, like Abram was going to know. You know, and I and and it's my fault. It's my responsibility. I'm in charge of what I did, not, you know, who tells him. Clearly, I wanted out of the relationship. And now that I am out and I I am in a very happy, good place. So at the end of the day, like however things happened, like I'm glad that they did. I'm not happy how they happened, but I'm glad that they did because I'm better now than I ever was. And it made it seem it made it seem like uh, like 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 they the rumor was that they had been hooking up the whole time is that correct is that i don't the rumor i think that's what natalie thought sound like that i so, think that's what natalie thought but i i truly i truly have no idea i'm like the last person anybody can ask for any rumors or gossip because i don't know anything ever like I don't, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that Sylvia and Kyle kissed until every filming was over. I didn't even know that that Sylvia and Kyle kiss ever happened. Even, and apparently everybody in the house knew, you know, and when Marie wrote me the letter that she left when she got eliminated saying, you know, I can't believe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Kyle really loves Sylvia. I didn't, I was like, she's lying. I'm like, Sylvia, that's out of left field. Like, no, but apparently... Kyle was very persistent with Sylvia from what I hear and just nobody told me. So I don't know anything ever. 
I uh, I want to get to bananas, and somebody has a question here. Uh, Jessica says, "How did you and bananas get so close again? You used to hate each other. Um, you guys do seem like you know thick as thieves these days." He's like constantly he promotes you more than I do on Twitter. That's and so, funny. and you guys seem to have like this level of respect, which I think we can understand based on your guys' mutual success in the the challenge game. Um, but yeah. to tell us from a social standpoint what changed and like what you guys have in common, what you guys do together. What was the last movie you saw? Give us the breakdown. <laughs> well, contrary to popular belief, we both went on to this season. I wasn't texting him or calling him or being like, let's be in an alliance. Like me and Johnny never did that going into the season. He was not my number one. I think Kyle was my number one and Natalie was his number one from what I know. And then as far as where I fell after that or where he fell after that, we never talked about it. We never actually shook hands and made any promises or deals. I think we just... We have a respect for each other now at this point. I think he he's seen how hard I work and I'm growing up. I'm trying to get past like oh, I have a lot of cringeworthy moments through the challenges and how I've behaved on and off the show. And I'm trying to be better, you know, and I I think he's seeing me grow up a little bit and he has a respect for me. And I think we're both kind of in the same situation where um, people may perceive us as slightly strong and so they want to get rid of us and so i think oh yeah i think we see each other eye to eye like oh you know we're both on this sinking ship let's just try to keep it afloat together like i don't and i have so i have respect for him um for being as a competitor as someone who is you know usually a guy this is the first time in challenge history that they're saying that there's going to be one winner. And anytime we've ever done a challenge where it's been individual, you still are partnered with a guy at the end. So a guy is never competition. A guy can only help me. So I look at who's the best overall who does well in challenges and in a final, who do I want to be partnered with? Johnny's one of those people because he has a record. He's done well, maybe not so well in eliminations, you know, but that's not the name of the game. <laughs> and he's if an I'm overall great challenge, competitor. He is. In a challenge or a final, I would love to be partnered with him. Unless, you know, they say, do you want to keep the money? Because in that case, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust him. I do Ooh. not trust Johnny ever. I will never trust anybody. But he's a great, you want to be, you want to be on his team. Can uh, I, unless he takes your money. <laughs> can I be honest what, what it kind of looks like to the naked eye? And tell me if you think I'm wrong or if this ever went through your head when you guys did kind of get to that next level of friendship or level of respect. So Johnny clearly sees himself as being sort of a notch above the majority of the current challenge competitors, at least when it comes to name value, branding, etc. You can kind of see the way he speaks of almost everyone on the show in kind of a condescending way on social media. And he almost doesn't even give them kind of the, I mean, you know, he'll, he'll respond to people, but he almost doesn't really give them the satisfaction of like naming them. And, you know, he, he kind of keeps his distance for most people. I wish people. I could be like that. Yeah. But then, but then for you, at some point, it seems like he totally does see you as an equal. I think in, when it comes to, you know, relevancy, when it comes to your, your brand, your following, and, and as far as the, the role you play in the larger challenge universe. And, you know, you're out there, you know, I always say it's like during the commercial breaks, who are we seeing? Car Maria is reading his Twitter. So the same way yeah. that Johnny Bananas is being used in commercials for the winner, the winter show, whatever, you know, 
you're the, you know, cut to Car Maria. She's asking us A, B, or C. Is it Derek Kaczynski who had the most eliminations? So you guys yeah. are kind of on an even keel now. It, was there a moment where you kind of picked up on that where you're like, oh, Johnny's not seeing me as kind of fresh meat Cara anymore. He's seeing me as this equal to him who, you know, maybe our relationship, it can be as beneficial to him as it can be to me. Or is that just me yeah. reaching from a distance? I don't know. You tell me. I, I no, I agree. And I see what you're seeing, what you're saying. And it's funny. Cause I, I look back on as far back. I think the first time I met him was like rivals one. And I think CT had had a night and made me cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> was make, making me feel some type of way. So I remember I was crying and Johnny was there to, to comfort me. Like he genuinely was. We, um, I think a lot of when we fought, it was because I was so against um, against the, the, the hierarchy or the kingdom of the challenge, like the, the vets that were like, yeah, like it's a different, it's a different, uh, age nowadays. But back in the day when I started doing challenges, it was like, there were the main group of challengers, the vets that paved the way. Johnny was one of them. And I'm like, why does everybody follow what he does? Like, why is everybody just follows coattails? They know that he's just going to win or backstab him in the end. Like, and I was trying to just be that stand up person, that lone wolf that was like, I will rebel. Um, and I got put in my place and multiple eliminations because of it. And now it's a different generation where people, the people coming into it are like, we're going to get rid of all the vets. (laughs) Um, now you're not, and now I'm in the minority and me and Johnny have just finally got to the point where we see eye to eye. And like I said, we're we're on the same boat. We're like, well, you know, I see you, you see me, you know, and and he does, he has shown to have, I, I, I do appreciate how things have grown with me and Johnny. Like we definitely do see each other. Do I trust him? No. Do I trust anybody? No. (laughs) Will I shake his hand and be like, I got you. You're my number one. No. Is he not going to do that to me? No. We just, my end game is the same as his end game right now. We see eye to eye. So it benefits us both. That's where, like, that's where that comes from. Do you feel like there's a like a like a target on your back from yes. a female competitor's perspective that kind of equals <laughs> exactly? I think that's you know kind of what he's seeing too. Is he's like you know what we have this common ground now that you know uh, a Kayla or someone like that looks at you the way that maybe a Tony or a Nelson looks at Johnny. Yeah, but the same the same thing is I, I yeah, but and the other thing that bugs me about that is like why don't people want to work with me? I'm honest. And I will, you know, if I promise you something, I will stick with it till the end. And I think I do okay, you know, in challenges and whatnot. Like I try to pull my weight when I can. And so I'm like, I don't understand why people would want to like just align with me rather than go against me. Cause as far as I'm concerned and the same, you know, should be with Johnny. Like I know Tony turned on him real quick, but like, maybe it's just a different mentality, but I'm at the mentality. Like if I go to a final and you beat me, then you're better than me. You won your best was your best. And you know, you, you pulled it out. And when I couldn't, and I would rather be partnered with someone strong till the end and then may the best woman win, you know, and if you beat me, I'll tip my hat to you. You did it, you know? And I I want that. I, I hate like, it's just, it sucks (laughs) having everybody try to get rid of you. Like, immediately rather than working with you because they're scared well i don't i don't think what it looks like from here at this point now it looks like you're either on team bananas or you're on the other side you know so and you know it's a numbers game so 
Um, as much as we would all like to play an individual game, some points you have to pick a side, you know, and, um, you know, as of right now, you know, I think Devin drew a lucky straw, got a game in his favor, I know. chopped off the head. And now socks based on, like- based on his pe- pecking order on the last challenge, yeah. you know, I think he kind of set up you know, Tony and Zach to at least get second place if they didn't get first place. And that puts you guys on your own pirate ship over there. The rest it, of bananas. I know it's, it's crazy. It's like me and right now in the game, it's like me, Leroy and Kyle. <laughs> We're just yeah. sailing alone. We're like, ah, oh. <laughs> like, and that's typical. <laughs> and, and, and that's typical. That's, that's going to happen. And, and, and with a game like this, where the, there's all these yeah. twists and turns, um, you know, you're almost like Natalie, just like floating, just like, <laughs> Yeah, that cues up a nice question here from I'm lover 77. She says, Cara, do you think that Devin is overselling his elimination round win over bananas? She said you beat bananas in elimination round. So have others. Do you think his rates high in the rankings with say yours over him or CT's backpack moment? I think no one thinks that I'll say that, but, um, but yeah. So how do you feel about the way Devin is kind of treating this in the aftermath in his little, uh, press tour he did last week. And then maybe in the intro to yesterday's episode where he literally squashed a banana as a, a visual metaphor i think that if i behave the way devin did i would get burned at the stake i think guys are the only ones allowed to talk cocky but um i think it's a different time now because when i was when i had to go against johnny when i lost um the challenge and had to go against johnny on bloodlines i actually went and talked to Corey and mitch who were the the leaders who were going to vote in who was to go go in against me and i was like dude i was like put johnny in i want johnny because i'm either going to deal with him now after what he did to me or you know i'm going to face him in a final but johnny is going to be what's in the way of me to get to a final i was like i want him and so in bloodlines they i don't even know if they showed that um they didn't make it as big of a deal and then you know when i beat him my my way of going about it is i just sent home a challenge champion and I'm humbled to be able to do so. Like I, I want to give credit where credit's due. You know, at that point the beef was squashed because we settled it in the ring. I didn't go on and brag about it after Devin's a character, you know, maybe that's just part of who he is and what he's doing. Um, we're just different people, but was my win better than his? No, it, the same thing. It was a puzzle. It, it was anybody's game. It was an equalizer. And I honestly think I hate equalizers. I would rather go against someone that I'm supposed to beat physically because I'll take it. You know what I mean? An equalizer means anybody can win, no matter how much you've trained, how much you've run, how much you lift. It doesn't matter. It's an equalizer. And that, to me, is almost more impressive than someone who's bigger and stronger physically beating someone who's not as big as them, you know, who they're supposed to beat. So I think Devin's win is impressive, especially, and I have to give him credit, for calling him out. Like I I hesitate to do, I think that's the first time I actually ever said, I want to go against someone was when I said, I want to go against Johnny. Other than that, I don't want to call out who I'm going to go against because then you look like an idiot if they send you home, you know? And so I got to give him props for having the balls of steel to call Johnny out. But at the same time, like no matter what Johnny's done or said to you, you got to give credit where credit's due and be like, dude, I sent home a champion. Like, that's awesome. And like, let it, let, let it ride like that. Yeah, and if I'm Devin, if I'm Devin, I'm gonna live it up because I don't know when you're gonna get a, you know, glory like that, you know, because you're not just gonna, you're not just gonna call. You out. send Johnny home. <laughs> you send yeah. Johnny home, Derek. We don't hear and about it. 
<laughs> no one's no one's talking about it. No one gets Nobody's talking about it. it. Yeah, because I mean, you didn't it, get an after show and a reunion and an extra episode about it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and and for me, and for me, it was it was an equalizer, and it it was it was an equalizer. It, yes, it, and it wasn't a it wasn't a headbanger, and it was uh, you know that was it was still like for me to come back and have to go against him like it was a big deal, but at the same time, you know, I kind of you know I just. For, for me, it was, I don't, I don't need to shit on people. I don't need to be like, ha, 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 ha. For me, I act like I've done it before because I have done yep. it before. It just, I just did it again. You um, gave credit where credit was due and you moved on. It's, it's, yeah. So there's a different way of just carrying yourself after a win like that. But the thing that sucks actually is because I, I like Devin. I find him entertaining. I've hung out with him outside of the show. Same thing. I like Johnny. I've hung out with Johnny outside of the show. And I feel like I'm in a, in a bad relationship here because <laughs> Johnny gets like miffed. Like when I say something nice about Devin, he gets so mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's yeah. like a jealous boyfriend. I'm yeah. like, Johnny, I'm like, you, it's okay. Like you use his pretty, use his handsome, use his special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's so funny. Weird, right? It's legit. I mean, like there's legit heat between those yes. two. You're not there going to see them watching the episode together in a hotel bar. You're just no. not going to see that. And I, I'm stuck in the middle. Cause like I said, I, I enjoy both of them. Like I, you know, they both crack me up. Um, as far as a game sense, I make my moves based on what benefits me the most in the game. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's just, it just makes the politics tough when you act. I actually do get along with the guys minus Nelson. <laughs> really? Okay. So that, let's uh, nice. cue, the, cue the music, guys. It's the Nelson bashing part of the show. We love to do that here on Challenge Mania. <laughs> we have, what would you rather do? Go on a road trip with Nelson or chew a bag of glass? Cara, you first. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I would actually rather go on a road trip. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, okay, no, we we, Nelson, we kid. We the kid. thing with Nelson is like he uh, that that guy. He's got a heart of gold, man. He really does. And he's and he's carried me home drunk from the bar, you know, and put me to bed. Like he's actually a good boy with a good heart and a, and an amazing competitor. But he just has it out for me and wants to get rid of me. <laughs> so what? I'm like, why? Because you're Team Bananas. I guess, yeah. But I mean, he's he's never said, "Hey, Kara, will you be my number one?" Like he's never had that talk with me. So what do you expect? Does he have? Does <laughs> but he I never, have but any I never said, to say that? But I never voted him. Have I ever voted Nelson? I'm like, I'm gonna send no. I'm gonna go after Nelson. Like I've never made that known or said anything about it. It never came up. Like so, why is he going after me so hard? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just. What I mean, did I do? I'm a girl. I don't even have anything to do with this game. I haven't even won anything. I haven't even been able to make a vote. <laughs> like, what do you uh, What do you think of Nelson, Derek? Well, I mean, I think Darrell should have finished the damn job and taken him out. Uh, Ooh. You know, and he didn't. Um, Back to saltines so, and animal crackers top, for you, cranberry for juice for you, Darrell. Yeah, what the fuck? By the way, I've never heard. I wish, I wish to God that they had the commentary of Leroy during this whole thing. Because when Darrell came out (laughs) wrestling Nelson, Leroy, I swear to God, him actually and Tony is hilarious as hell. Him and Tony were like pacing back and forth, being like, well, it's back to cranberry juice and saltines for you, Darrell. Well, back to... Uh, walkers and tennis balls for you, Darrell. 
They were making fun of him. Oh my God. No, but it was so funny. I was, I was like peeing my pants laughing at Leroy and Tony. They were hilarious. I love Darrell, but like the commentary, I was dying. Well, D, you didn't get it. You saw him, uh, or, you know, go out there or no, you didn't see it actually, but you may, you may have heard through the grapevine what had happened, but I don't know if you knew until last night that Darrell, not only did he go to a draw with uh, Nelson and not take him out of the game, but he then straight up gave him like the most legit props a veteran could ever give you after that thing. He really, uh, made him look like a million bucks there. D what the, how did that feel to have your boy out there talking up Nelson? I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't remember seeing that. After the elimination, what did he say, D? I think he said, "Man, he uh, he deserves it. He deserves to be here, man. He deserves to be here." Well, he he does. I mean, anybody who's going to put up a fight like that against a champion, Nelson put in work and he never quit. Absolutely anybody, deserves to be anybody there. who can go out there and 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 stick with the game for <laughs> half as long as Joss and Derek did yes. deserves to stay for sure and keep their money yeah. for sure. One hundred percent. I think I yeah. think that Joss for the fight that he put in should have been offered the same thing as Nelson. And I think Brittany should have been given some glimmer of hope. Like, yeah, try to hold, try to hold for 10 rounds against Laurel. Just hold your ground and, and you can come back to the house. I, I think that we, she just should have been offered that <laughs> or, or make everybody fight to the death. That's it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Neither me and Josh would have been able to compete not just the next day, but probably for the next six yeah, weeks. Just I know. so everybody knows. That, I know. Yeah, what we did was was not was we beat the fuck out of each other. Jo- Joss's bicep was literally like split open and hanging down by his elbow. Like the, he, I don't even know if he would have been able to compete after. But I mean, the, oh God, that was brutal, you guys. Brutal. Well, I talked. I talked to him. He, he couldn't. He couldn't. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because they made it because they made it go like nobody ever anticipates something is going to last. Production just can't anticipate that something's going to last that long. You know how many meal penalties they went into that night, D? You cost them probably (laughs) about 800 bucks in uh, audio mixers, uh, second meals. That yeah, that was insane. That was insane. The battle. But anyway, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want to know, like, to be honest with you, we talk about it being sports entertainment now since it's not a sport. (laughs) Yeah, and um, uh, nobody wants to sit there and fucking watch two people crouch down, looking at each other and grunting for another twenty more minutes. Or that was a tough. I think I don't like. I do not like the elimination that they had to do. I don't like the circle there with the torque. I don't like the fact that the ground was slippery, so they couldn't even dig into the sand if they wanted to. Like the ones that I've done, at least literally was. I'm pulling somebody and they're pulling me, you know, and you're, you're trying to hit a bell and you could at least dug in the sand. Like you can do more, but that, that one that they did was tough as hell. Cause you're, you're running, you're slipping on the sand on the, on the slippery wood that they put down. Plus you're, you've got nothing to hold on to. I mean, that was a, that was a rough, that was a hard one. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, so you, you've got two guys going to the death, and then you've got versus two guys going staring at each other. Just saying, yeah, it was it was you want- hard. Yeah, they, they, that was a weird one that they did. I wish it was more, more reverse tug of war, more. You know, like you could actually drag someone. The 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 circle, the torque made it weird. Well, well, well like for you in the the Naya elimination, mm-hmm. like you were able to grab stuff and you were able to use your whole body. It wasn't just um, this person has, you know, 30, 40 pounds on me. It was like, well, I can actually fight for it. 
Like oh, I, played, I, I dug I, a I, hole. I was like a crab. I like dug me a hole. I was trying to brace the storm of Naya. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. trying to do in that elimination. Try yeah. to survive. Until you broke her will. Until you took, until you literally took her will from her I, and she stopped. I, I didn't take her will. She, she was, she was done. We've gone lo- longer than Darrell and Nelson have. So let's make this a two-parter. So the, everything sure. from here on out will run today, Wednesday. And we've got still a ton more questions for you. I want to get to Tony Tony, and the, and the part he played. But so, so long for now, guys. We'll see you Friday yeah. for more Car Maria Part 2. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. All right, you heard it. We we are we're going so strong with Car Maria. I looked down at the clock, and you know, if TJ was watching this, he would have cut us off and said, "Guys, this is a draw. We got to go home." So you know, we asked Cara, "Hey, can we make this a two-parter? Keep you for a little longer?" She not only wanted to go for a little longer, we go for another hour. So that's part one. Hope you guys are enjoying this on your Wednesday smack dab in the middle of your week. But part two is going to be coming at you on Friday. Uh, how cool? How cool is she, D? Yeah, no, she's absolutely awesome. I mean, like. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she's excited to come on here and kind of spill it all. And, uh, and I'm glad she's enjoying it. You know, I'm glad that the people coming on, uh, understand that like, there's a bigger picture. There's a lot more that's left unsaid and that they feel that coming on here is a platform to do that. So shout out to cars, shout out to everyone that's been on the show so far. Shout out to the patrons. And uh, shout out to the Challenge Universe because, you know, this is another element to the show that you can't get anywhere else. And, uh, you know, it, I'm just glad, you know, the, the response that we've gotten. So, And shout out to Cara for not saying no to anything. Like we asked her, hey, anything off limits? You saw some of these questions, anything you don't want to answer? I kind of half expected her to be like, yeah, let's take it easy on the Laurel stuff. Nope. She wanted to dive right in. And as you see, we got a, a big dose of that. And hopefully all your questions were answered there. Everybody seemed to have a different idea of why that relationship went south. But she set the record straight here today. If you enjoyed Cara on the show today and you're looking forward to Friday's episode, hit her up at MTV on Twitter. Hit up Derek at DerekMTV. Hit up me at Shot of Jaeger. That's how you can participate with the show and get us your questions. We really appreciate it. As you see, you guys fuel our show, and especially this part two coming up on Friday. You really fuel that one with your awesome questions. Some more shout-outs for the maniacs out there. Some merch shout-outs. These people cop some merch at challengemania.shop. They got the merch. They took a photo. They threw it up on Twitter. So we want to say what up to uh, Katie Kira Miritaro. Sorry, I think I butchered that. But Katie, Jody Johnson, Danny Guidance. Um, Jennifer Zulik and Jennifer Lewandowski. You guys look good in your Challenge Mania gear. We really appreciate it. And guys, if you want to look good in your Challenge Mania gear too, now's the week to order because free shipping has been extended on orders over 45 bucks. So buy one for you, buy one for your friend, and it'll get brought to you for uh, no shipping charge through this Monday the 19th. Uh, D, I know you got your stuff in the mail, bro. Why, where's the photo of you rocking your DKO out of nowhere shirt? Well, um, I got it and I wore it to the gym. I just wanted to see what it felt like. You know what I mean? Dude, look, I'm a little, I'll be honest. I'm a little, 
I feel weird like wearing, rocking your own stuff, huh? Yeah, is that like, what I, it is? like it's, it's not my thing. It's not. It's not my thing. Like I'd rather I'd rather wear like a challenge accepted hoodie, you know, where no one really knows what that means, other than I'm ready for any challenge thrown at me. I mean, it's it's universal. The the saying is universal. Um, you don't so, want to be rocking you know, DKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Some woman comes up to you at the gym. Oh, what's that mean? And you have to be like, um, yeah. it's actually uh, it's a shirt about me. Uh, it's uh, my nickname. I'm kind of yeah. rocking my own shirt today. Yeah. Although my son wants uh, a shirt with his dad's face on it. Um, oh, I don't it's know funny, if I can It's funny you say that because we're actually working on launching very soon. It'll be T-shirts, hoodies, etc. I'm just testing them out right now that has a big blown-up version of that comic book hero version of you that our man Craig did. So stay tuned yeah. for that. Keep checking the shop. Those should be up soon. So if you do want Daddy's face, uh, if you literally are Derek's son and you call him Daddy, or maybe you're just someone out there who calls Derek Daddy. There's a lot of you guys out there as well. Um, keep checking ChallengeMania.shop because that item is going to be launched pretty soon, uh, uh, and they're pretty fly. Uh, dude, dude, here's the thing with that, with that picture. Like, if you just do... If you just do the picture um, with uh, saying, is that all you got? Like, I'll even wear that. We even even if it's me, whether it's me or not me, it just looks like a dude that's ready to fucking, you know, wreck shop. Oh, so you that, wear that, that, that one. You're me. not going to rock yeah. DKO out of oh, nowhere, yeah. but you rock oh, that yeah. one. If people, yeah, if people are walking up and they're like, is that you on the T-shirt? I'd be like, hell yeah, that's me. <laughs> so uh, that there's a little bit of a difference, I think. But I don't know, I have to test out the waters. I, I don't know. I have to put the shirt on like it's a cape and see what it feels like couple more news uh, bits for you guys. Challenge Mania Live in New York City is happening Saturday, June 2nd. It's going to be around 2 p.m., right in the middle of the morning and p.m. throwdown events. And we are locking in our venue right now. And I can just say that if you're a New York City native or you're from the area or you're a fan of comedy uh, in general, you're going to know this venue as soon as you hear it. It is a legendary New York venue. We're really excited about um, launching this thing there. It'll be the first Challenge Mania Live. It's going to be an event you do not want to miss it'll be Derek and myself up there on stage with I think we're going to try to have three guests it'll be an interactive show there'll be audience Q&A fun little games and stuff like that it'll be something you will not hear on the podcast the only way to experience it is live in New York City Um, and we'll have ticket info for you on that very soon um, so let's let everybody go because this was a long one. We want people to get ready, get back on the Twitter, let Cara know how they like the episode at MTV. But before we go, some more patron shout-outs. We got a lot of them, guys. So it's going to take a while to, to burn through all these. But um, Mel P1028, Casey Clearwater, Greg Holcomb, Katie Zaslow, Char Draper, Jackie Campbell, Shiny Shaw, Alex Owens, Jeremy Floyd. And I'm going to hold up right here and just say that Derek Hutek, um, was I mean it's unbelievable I'm so humbled by the amount he's decided to pledge I'm not going to say what it is but Derek Hutech shout out to you man you are officially a producer of this show um, and we will give you credit as much as we can on this show shout out to every single patron even if you donated a dollar but Derek Hutech man just a you know a slow clap for you D give it yeah, up yeah and for- I'm gonna yeah and I'm gonna shout him out like I shouted him out on Twitter before I even knew what 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 had happened there fucking Derek fucking Derek and I don't get to say that much with uh with my name uh my son's name is Derek too but uh I don't think I'll be saying that uh for a while not until he uh he 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 gets taught the killer instinct that his dad has anyway Derek dude honestly 
Yeah, and you guys can uh, yeah you can follow in Derek's footsteps. Maybe not to that degree, but any uh, any and all pledges are much appreciated. We're super humbled by the turnout so far. You can check out Patreon.com/slash/ChallengeMania for all the news over there and all that lays out all the rewards, all the goodies we're giving out, all the experiences you can have. You could be on the podcast. There's some of them where you get to ask a question every month. Sometimes anytime you submit a question, we'll ask it. Watch an episode of the Challenge with me and D on Skype. Come out to dinner with us after a Challenge Mania live. There's a ton of cool stuff on there and we're uh we've started to put up the bonus content there you'll notice it's not like we're pulling a car maria episode and throwing it up there no we're going to keep everybody happy challenge mania re- re- remaining 100 free twice a week on itunes podbean google play the big interviews with car maria and whatnot but like this week after last night's episode d and i just hopped on the phone we broke down the episode did a little laid back commentary and we threw it up for the patrons to enjoy so you can head over there and check that out. Um, those are going to be for the Maniac level patrons and above at some point. But for now, until the month of April begins, we're going to be offering them to patrons of any level just so you can check them out and see if you do enjoy the bonus content. So we're going to save some of the remaining shout outs for the patrons for the Friday episode, part two of this Car Maria episode, because this has been a long one and we want to let you guys get back to your Wednesday. Um, D, before we let everybody go, anybody, anything you want to say to them before we let them, you know, besides letting them know they should continue to subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, tell their friends. Check out challengemania.shop. You got anything else? I think we should stop calling it tea. Start calling it stew, Scott. All right. Start calling it stew, guys. If there's a moral of the story, if there's a lesson you've learned, hashtag the more you know, it's not tea, it's stew. Okay, guys. Well, unfortunately for you, this thing just down here on Challenge Mania. So uh, take care of yourself, and I hope we see you in the future. <laughs>